Hello and welcome to the Dirty Lie podcast. My name is Adesua. Do I say my name is Adesua? My name is Des. My name is Des. And I am here with TMT. That's right. My name is TMT. Oh, TMT. Yeah, my name is TMT. TMT TMT just got invited to something fancy, right? (laughs) As a producer in the abroad. Your art is taking you outside Nigeria. Isn't that amazing? It's kind of gross, actually. I don't like it. I had to type well, it to... They, told, they, they, they emailed me and they were like, oh, you have to tweet um, or post on IG about this thing. It's part of the community and it helps you know, bring our win. And I'm just like, ah. I had to put together one of those. I'm so proud to be blah, blah, blah. It was one of the most excruciating moments of my life, typing that tweet. Why aren't you proud? Aren't you happy? I am. I just don't, you know. I don't, I don't, um, what's the word? I don't like to emote those emotions. I see. Well, I'm emoting it for you. Congrats. And as they say, the reward, the reward for good work is more work. So, you are doing today's episode. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's get into it. Do you like sports? Of course, you like sports. You love Formula One. You like um, basketball. I, mean, I imagine you went to Duke. You like um, you like polo. Yes, I went to Duke. I'm a yes. I'm a Blue Devil. I'm a very yeah. very competitive person. Yeah. God forbid, I... you're not a devil, Jesus. blue devil for life baby um yeah i like college basketball i like football i used to play football i like formula one i like the nfl i like the nba sometimes but i prefer college ball have you ever played flag have i ever played with flag football no i don't believe that's a sport please don't come for me (laughs) It's 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 like a fun pastime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a sport. I'm being ridiculous, but no, I don't play. I know some people who play. Um, I'm happy for them. I think yeah, team it, sports it, is really good for I your mental health. So, so there's a <laughs> there's a lag and it's making this annoying. But yeah, most of the people I know that play are very um, well adjusted. And some of them are very not well adjusted, actually. Actually, never mind. It's a mixture. It's a nice big mix. So, good people. So, why are you asking if I like sports? Because I know nothing about sports history. Everyone knows a little bit about sports history. We know about Ali and Vietnam. We know about Jack Johnson and dating white women. We know about O.J. Simpson, you know? We know bits and pieces here and there, you know? And that's what this episode is about. It's about sports Sports people, specifically for because I know Nigerians like football. Okay, because I was going to say, like, you just named three American boxers or fighters. <laughs> so that's a very niche. Um, <laughs> it might be popular, but it's niche, baby. <laughs> so we're talking come about on, Ali, Ali is not niche. Ali is not niche. OJ, come on. OJ is not niche. OJ is mainstream, baby. Jackson that's, is niche. That's, that's, that's it, baby. Jack, yeah, Jack, Jack Johnson is niche. Um, okay, let's get into it. Today's episode is about any drama. Okay, today's episode is about football and murder. Mm. Um, yeah, 
those two <laughs> things seem unrelated <laughs> generally normally uh, no, but... very <laughs> i think i think what we have to what you feel to consider is the fact that the vast majority of football fans are South murderers <laughs> I have been on the train when a game is getting out from like Arsenal and stuff like that. And it's, it's honestly a very frightening experience. Yeah. And I say that as an Arsenal supporter. But like vast majority of football fans are not normal people. Yeah. So like if you know. by if football, you, we obviously mean soccer. Yeah. For so if the Americans. If you take that energy and mm-hmm. then you place it on South Americans, Brazilians, Colombians, who are massive football fans. Tell me there's no space mm-hmm. for a little bit of murder in there. You don't even have to go that far. I'm sure if you go to Italy, there'll be some there'll be guys murking people over in Naples. I, I can put money on it. Oh, 100%. There's a big thing in um, Italy and even like South America, which we'll go back to. Um, it's about how like cartels or the Costa Nostra mafia, the mob, will literally find promising players and invest in their careers from when they're like 12. And it's like you belong That's, to us. <laughs> that that sounds like the Nigerian music scene. <laughs> yes, we are who boys, exactly. Yeah. So um let's get into some football. I have three facts for you. You have to guess which is the dirty line. Are you ready? Yep. One. Andres Escobar Saudariaga was a Colombian footballer who was murdered in the aftermath of the nineteen ninety-four FIFA World Cup reportedly as retaliation for having scored an own goal, which contributed to the team's elimination from the tournament. Fact two, Bruno Fernandes, Dadores de Souza, was murdered by his girlfriend, Eliza Samudio, while in negotiations to transfer to AC Milan. He was murdered by his girlfriend. While he was negotiating to transfer from a relatively unknown um, Brazilian local team to AC Milan, his girlfriend murdered him. That's fact two. Am I going to get a reason why, or that's coming later? Yeah, sure. It'll come. It'll come. Okay, and fact three. Fact three. Senzo Robert Meiwa was a South African football player who was captain of both the Orlando Pirates and the South African national team. He was shot and killed in a home invasion in Durban on the 26th of October, 2014. Okay, are there any little tricks in your facts? Yes. That's genuinely, genuinely frustrating. So all of these seem very plausible. Mm. Getting killed while getting robbed is as South African as a big bomb bomb. True. That's just, it's just a thing that happens over there. Mm. Um, getting killed by your girlfriend while you, just before you make it, that one does not sound right to me. So maybe that's why it would not be the lie. But it's just like, was he going to break up with her and leave her in the trenches? I don't know. Mm. And the first one, I remember recently there was a guy who scored an own goal in the last world cup and i think they set his house on fire 
or something or missed a penalty you see like you could you could be tricking me like that like maybe he missed a penalty maybe he no. didn't score an own goal it's a trick you know, it's, a, it's a it's a broad stroke trick it's not a petty trick it's not like something like that it's not... okay um i mean based off of nothing nice. no honestly like based off of no no based off of like no i mean it happened in like ivory coast also mm. there's a guy who like they had to take his family out of their family yard in the village because he missed a goal or something so like these things do happen <laughs> they had to evacuate the farm <laughs> they had to evacuate the whole family these things happen especially World up so i'm going to park that one as true the and which one okay the, one, okay the first the colombia one i'm going to park that as true Mm. So now I'm going to battle between high crime in South Africa and yeah. a murderous girlfriend. Not ex-girlfriend, yes. current girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah. Like killed him intentionally yeah. or by mistake. You know what? I'm going to say that the South African one is a lie. Like you're tricking me. You're tricking you must, me. You know, like I love when you're wrong but it genuinely hurts me this time because your process of elimination was so spot on like you were there you were there you were there and you then what it. happened you what happened was, you picked the south africa <laughs> no because it's true i mean the south african one is true it, oh so is that what you're saying like you chose the south african one as the true one yeah Okay, then you're right. Well done. <laughs> I mean, I love the fact that you said a girlfriend wouldn't break up with her boyfriend just as um, he was about to get the bag. Because yeah. what, what actually happened was he killed her as he was about to get the bag. <laughs> that is so on brand for men. Oh my God. <laughs> That is so freaking on brand. <laughs> so, that is yes. so on brand. He was about to get a life changing deal and he killed his girlfriend. That sounds like literally every man ever. Isn't that an NBA player? Like, uh, no, that's a different thing. But yeah, when guys are about to get the bag, they clean house. Mm. We talked mm. about this now. As, um, the, the guy who was prime minister of Lesotho. Yeah. two days before inauguration he offed his wife yeah and it's like like it's not just yeah like even like you're just saying it's not just sports it's politics it's jonathan majors it's film it's like it's anything like any opportunity to mess up the bag possible i'm sure mm. a man has a man has taken it at some point so which one do you want to start mm-hmm. with let's start in colombia Okay, good choice. Um, let's start in Colombia. <clears throat> Andres Escobar Saudariaga. So I think this is maybe the second time on the podcast we're talking about a Colombian with the, with the name Escobar. That's his middle name. Um, he, okay. he was born in 1967. He was a Colombian okay. football who played as a defend a footballer who played as a defender. He played for Atletico Nacional. Young Boys, BSC Young Boys, which sounds like a rap group, and the Colombia national team. He was nicknamed okay. the gentleman because of his clean style of play and his calmness on the pitch. 
On the 2nd of July, 1994, he was murdered after the World Cup, the FIFA 1994 World Cup, the World Cup that happened two years after I was born. So let's get into it. Okay. He was born in, if you had to take a wild guess, guess where he was born? Medellin. Yes. <laughs> he was born in Medellin on the... He was born in Medellin on the 13th of March, 1967. He grew up in a middle-class family. He attended um, Colegio Calanzas, and he graduated from Instituto Conrado Gonzalez. He participated in school sports, obviously football, and he dreamed of becoming a football player. His dad was a banker. Sorry, this is... And, um, sorry, this is random, but I'm just sure there's a Nigerian somewhere called Gonzalez. It just sounds like the type of name <laughs> that somebody from Bielsa State would have. I don't know. I'm, just, I'm sure somebody has named their son Gonzalez. So sorry, keep going. His dad was a banker. No. Yeah, his dad was a, I mean, I agree with you. I think it's very plausible. We have people named Heineken. So if we're doing German, why not? Why not Spanish? Apparently, Heineken um, is about to get in a new job from Tinubu. So he's not going into obscurity course, anytime soon. Is. Um, yeah, his father was um, Dario Escobar, a banker who founded yeah. an organization that gives young people the opportunity to play football instead of being on the streets. His brother, whose name is Santiago, which is my, one of my all-time favorite uh, names because of the alchemist, um, is a, was, a, was a former football player who played um, at Atletico Nacional and then moved into managing mm -hmm. the team in 1998. Mm -hmm. um, he played as a defender. He had a solid international career. Um, he beats a lot of things. They, beat, they drew with England. Uh, he beat Canada, which isn't a very impressive feat, but a feat nonetheless. You know, um, mm -hmm. he had a solid life. But the most prominent thing about him was he was really calm, and he was a gentleman. He was really nice to people. Very patient. Very you know, it was rare for for someone in Colombian uh, football at the time. But that was his personality and he owned it. He 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 he's funny enough, his one of his things was he always talked about how his style of football was meant to portray um positivity and um exp expose that to the world and make sure that Colombia was known for other things and they were good escobars. Um his Ray own for incident real? occurred in yeah, yeah, he was very deliberate about that. He was like, I'm going to show the world that Colombians are kind and patient and calm. And Spanish football isn't just aggression. It's also, you know, patience. And, you know, be, you know just, he was trying to, he was, so he was trying to, like, push that narrative. That was a big part of his yeah. career. Yeah. Yeah, so his own goal occurred in um, Colombia's second group match against the United States during the 1994 World Cup. Okay. Um, Where was 94 World Cup? Is that Atlanta? 94 World Cup was 100% ATL. Okay. So, yeah, That's the one he, where they had the bombing. Yeah, he yeah, it's the one where they had the bombing. It's the one that Nigerian did really well in, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, no, actually, I, I, yeah, we did well in that. We did like well in 94 World Cup. We did great in the Olympics mm -hmm. around that period. I'm not sure what year it was. Um, okay. But yeah, someone. Uh, so the um, an American midfielder John Hawks, he crossed 
the ball and he tried to block the cross and in other in advert um, he accidentally he deflected the ball into his own net mm-hmm. and the united states took a 1-0 lead and ended up winning 2-1 after the world cup escobar decided to return to colombia instead of visiting his relatives in las vegas on the evening on the 1st of July 1994, five days after the elimination of Colombia from the World Cup, Escobar called his friends and they went to a bar in El Poblado. It's a neighborhood in Medellin. And then after that, they went to the liquor store. Shortly afterwards, they arrived at the El Indio nightclub. His friends split up and around 3 a.m. the next morning, um, he was alone in the, pocket, in the parking lot in El Indio in his car and three men appeared. They began arguing with him. Two of the men took out handguns. He was shot six times with a 38 caliber pistol. It was reported that the killer shouted, Go! after every shot. Once Goal. for each time, the South America... Yeah. Once for each, once for each time, the South, uh, the South American football commentator had said it during the broadcast. The group then uh-huh. drove away in a Toyota pickup truck leaving Escobar to bleed to death. He was taken to the hospital and he died 45 minutes later. That is absolutely insane. That's not how I even saw this yeah. going. Like, I thought it would be like a bar fight or something. No, I thought it would be like a bar oh. fight. Like, they were drunk and angry and then, like, you know, they were fighting and that's how he ended up dead. I didn't think mm. somebody would take a hit. That's like, that's like an execution. His funeral was attended by more than 120,000 people. Until today, every year, people honor Escobar by bringing photographs of him to matches. In July 2002, the statue of him was unveiled in Medellin, and it remains there till today. Humberto Castro Munoz, a drug cartel bodyguard in Colombia, was arrested on the night of the 2nd of July 1994, confessing the next day to the killing of Escobar. Castro worked as a driver for Santiago Gallon, who had allegedly lost heavily betting on the outcome of the game. He was found guilty of Escobar's murder in, in June 1995, and he was sentenced to 43 years in prison. The sentence was later reduced to 25 years because of um, him, him submitting to the penal code. So, you know, he went and confessed himself. Um, Humberto was released on good behavior due to further reductions from prison work and study in 2005. His three other accomplices were quoted, which is weird but fair because they didn't really shoot him. I'm um, Wait, so it was a hit. It was a hit. Like was a he hit. was shot by a guy whose boss lost a ton of money it, on the game. Money, yeah, that's that's a straight up hit. That's a straight up yeah. hit. That's that's not even that's not even about. Oh, human beings are foul sometimes, man. That's foul. Yeah, yeah. Um, Escobar's mother tarnished the image of Colombia, like pretty much internationally, and um, especially because he had worked himself to promote, you know, a more positive image of Colombia. So it was just very ironic that these people would kill him for a mistake. You know, no, trying to not us having a Castro, not us having a Castro killing an Escobar. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah it's actually yeah. pretty interesting. But, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. If you want to find out more about him, there's a 2022 Netflix documentary. It's called The Final Score, and it's based on his life. 
Um, before mm-hmm. he died, he was engaged to his girlfriend for five years. She was a dentist. Her name was Pamela Cascardo. And they were meant to get married that year, the year he died. He was a devout Catholic, and he went to Mass every day before school with his mom until her death. So, yeah. Sad life. Seems like a good guy who lived a good life. Just went out, Honestly. sadly. Honestly. It's like... I mean, and that's you know, all you can really do in the end. It's like one of those things. It's like how people say, I pray Nigeria never happens to you. It's kind of like, I mm. pray Colombia never happens to you. Like, 100%. That's how 100%. it is. Yeah. yeah. It's just one of those things where um, um, there's... It, the individuals can be good, but if the society is rotten, it doesn't really help anyone. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay, so, so on to fact number two, or what? What's up? Yeah, fact two, South Africa. You know, I actually, part of why I chose South Africa is because I remembered we were talking about, who's that guy who you thought was Nigerian that I didn't know, the artist? Um, Lucky Dube, uh, he's actually Nigerian, by the way. Lucky Dube is actually South African. I know, I know. And no 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 the reason why i say this is because he was killed in a robbery in south africa and they killed him because they Mm -hmm. thought he was nigerian they killed him because they thought he was nigerian like the robber said they thought he was nigerian so they killed him they didn't recognize he was lucky dube wow that is insane wow that is uh, yeah that's why i brought that up I mean, xenophobia is a huge problem in South Africa. But yeah. Okay, so let's go to the South African robbery victim and then we'll end up with the Brazilian. Yeah. So, Senzo Robert Meiwa was a South African football player who played as goalkeeper and captain for both the Orlando Pirates in the Premier Soccer League and the South African national team. He was shot and killed in a home invasion on the 24th. 6th of October 2014. Now, Mira was a goalkeeper from 2005 until 2008. After the arrival of a new coach, he was um, he was really excited to show his talent and like just you know step up as a strong member of the team, and he did. He impressed everyone. He grew into himself as a player, um, and he showed a lot of leadership qualities. He was made captain of the Orlando Pirates by a Russian coach, Vladimir Vermezovic. No, he's actually Serbian, not Russian. He was Serbian, not Russian. Vladimir Vermezovic. In his last four games for the Pirates, just before his death. So he was made the captain just before his death. He played only four games as captain. Yeah, he played internationally and um, he won in in an away victory against Lesotho. And he was a substitute for most of the game, but he still he still won. He he played and you know he blocked a few goals. He did his thing. But I mean, let's talk about his death now. The part that really messes with me. On the twenty sixth of October, twenty fourteen, Meiwa was shot and killed in a robbery at his girlfriend's house. His girlfriend was mm-hmm. the actress and singer Kelly Kumalo. Kelly's won like a bunch of awards in SA. She was a 
you, you know there's like a working musician and there's like a superstar and then mm -hmm. there's the artist between working musician and superstar like a um, mm -hmm. like a food i use maybe I want, I, want to, I want to say Miguel, but really Miguel in 2011, you know, just about to hit superstar, but still like a working artist. You can still get him on your song, you know, if you if you have less than a hundred thousand dollars. So he, um, she was dead out her status, and um, they've been living together. They've been they, they plan on getting married, and then this happens. Um, he was pronounced dead on arrival at the hospital in Johannesburg. Three people were believed to have been involved in the shooting, and police released composite images of two suspects. One suspect, Zamukule Mombatha, was arrested on the 31st of October 2014 and appeared in court, but he was freed on the 11th of November 2014 due to lack of evidence. Yeah, so his death sparked outrage, especially over the country's high crime and murder rates. As a mark of respect, mm -hmm. the Soweto Derby between the um, between the Orlando Pirates and the Kaiser Chiefs, the due to be played was postponed. President Jacob Zuma mourned the loss and called for Mayweather's killers to be found. Okay. Yeah, former FIFA president and my corruption goods, Sepp Blatter, called Mayweather's death a senseless, tragic loss. Spain goalkeeper Ika Casillas posted a picture on Instagram of Mayweather holding Casillas' Real Madrid jersey that was exchanged when Spain had played South Africa at an international friendly. He was giving a state funeral, which took place in Durban at Moses Madhiba Stadium on the 1st of October 2014. His funeral was attended by fans and friends, multitude, a multitude of football fans, his football club um, colleagues, football officials, and politician dignitaries, which included um, Premier Soccer League and Orlando Pirates chairman, Dr. Ivan Koza, Kaiser Ch Chiefs chairman, and the owner of the owners of several clubs and league reps in essays. He was laid rest in Chesterville. And during the funeral at Moses um, Madiba Stadium, his father, Samuel, who was photographed, greeting the crowd in attendance by leaning out of his car with his arms outstretched, sparked international trend and became like a meme, which is kind of dark, but you know, the internet is its own thing. Right. Can you send me the meme? I don't know what you mean. Huh? You've never seen that meme of the hand out of the... You've never seen the meme of the black hand out of the limousine waving. No. You have. You just have to. I'll, I'll send it to you, but it's a, it's a pretty famous meme. In October 2020, five men were charged with murdering Meiwa. The suspect denied that they were involved in the killing. His death is um, spoken about in a Netflix documentary as well. It's called Senzo, Murder of a Soccer Star. Um, the most interesting thing about his death, really for me, is the fact that <laughs> he gave them football age and no one realized till they saw his tombstone. So, um, according to everyone, he was 27 at the time of his death, but obviously his parents are the ones who did his tombstone, so he put his actual death based on his actual um, certificate, and it shows that he was born in... Um, January 1984, not September 1987, which made him 30 years, <laughs> not 27 at the time of his death. <laughs> oh, it's sad to die yeah. at age 30. I just Googled the stuff because um, it's still in the cases, literally ongoing right now. Like, there's news mm -hmm. articles from three hours ago um, about mm -hmm. the murder trial. Because mm. the case is still ongoing. Yeah, it's mean, crazy. It's, 
it's very much ongoing. Um, 30 years young. Sad. Yeah, I'm 30. It's very, it's very scary. I'm turning 30. Oh. And that is also scary. <laughs> Not as scary as getting murdered, obviously. But um, <laughs> obviously. But I'm getting um, I'm old. Should I should I should I save the meme so that we can put it on the Instagram page? Yes, but also send it to me. For for people who might not recognize it. Okay, I'm going to send it to you right now on WhatsApp. You know the thing is like I, I hope you recognize the meme. You might not because you're not on the internet as much as I am, I guess. But if you don't, yeah, you would never imagine it was for a funeral for his son. I've never seen this meme before in my life. Oh wow! But also no. It was. I guess it's also from it 2014. Was, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm. Like I'm definitely not an online person, but I feel like I'm online enough for a millennial. Mm. You're just more Gen Z. Mm-hmm. As in, I already know the backstory, so I can't see it without seeing the backstory. You grab. Yeah. If I had seen it without the yeah. context, then. I wouldn't be like, oh, he looks kind of sad. Like, because he mm. does look kind of sad. South Africa, man. SA time. I'm tired of Ama Piano. That's not I've really been tired. I was tired as soon as it came out. Like, somebody said, I'm tired of all the gunshots. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> no, but I'm genuinely Bro, tired of Ama like... Piano. Do, 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 do. People will not be shaking their shoulders. I mean, hater online, yes. Yes. I, but, really, I've always you know, been a yeah. hater. My Like, I've been a hater my whole life, and I, I'm very okay with that. Some of us were just <laughs> born this way. No, like, I'm okay being a hater. You know? Okay, my problem with morning people is that I went to boarding school for a long time, and then I went to uni, and I was in a dorm, and I had morning people who were like chatty in the morning. My brain is not on. I'm not speaking. I'm not excited. It's not a bright new day. It's Tuesday. I imagine having a morning person roommate. Hi, Adesa. Oh my God. How are you? And then they're speaking in American accents. No, I, I don't like you. Like I literally just didn't like people you know the because they were excited in the morning. What? The problem is you want you weren't having Akara and Unki in the morning, and if you were, <laughs> maybe your attitude would have been fixed. Yeah, yeah. Like have you seen American <laughs> breakfast food? My my God, my God in my God in heaven. <laughs> First of all, like no, I, I, yeah. no, the food we used to get at Duke. My for just full disclosure, my um food. The Duke food was rated the number one for all colleges in America. So it's probably at least near the top in terms of goodness. But yeah. it was so much food. We even had a waffle maker, which would literally engrave Duke into your waffle. You had like fresh waffles, see, fresh see, omelets, see. fresh uh-huh. scrambled That's eggs. You had 10 types That's of cereal. You had like... Mm. 
you if you want a savory breakfast you could get a savory breakfast if you want a yogurt all types of yogurt all types of milk different types of granola nuts free the one with nuts um you could get oats you could get custard you could get chicken and waffles in the morning in the morning Big yes, please, please. I'm begging. I'm begging. What breakfast I went to, I went to uni in London. We didn't have breakfast. We had morning food. In for, like, this is, for this is, all first years, for all first years, you get breakfast. So, like, it's just a thing. You just swipe your card and go in. You're not paying. It's essentially part of your first year experience to go into this buffet. Huge, huge chocolate milk, strawberry like, milk, like, banana like, milk. Like Hogwarts. <laughs> Cow milk, yeah, oat milk, <laughs> almond milk, <laughs> soy milk. Um, literally, you wake up, and you the know, best thing about it, though, do you want to know the best <laughs> thing about it? Let me tell you the best thing. The best thing about it is that everyone it gets who works better? there, yes, this is the best thing. Everyone who worked there is black, right? Because this is racist, North Carolina. So all the poor people are black, and they're your service workers. So everyone who gets there is black, right? And there's mostly black women, and they look out for black kids right so if they know you like something and they think like this thing might run out they will hold it for you like they will hold my favorite child for me one two they also do not like the hyper excited white girls in the morning so we will be eyeing each other <laughs> and these girls are coming like hi oh my god and the two of us are looking at each other like yeah yeah like, <laughs> another hi, day good morning, Jenkins. <laughs> Jenkins like mm. no no, but to be fair, no, no, I mean, to be fair, they were nice to everybody, but they used to look out for the black girls. And when they learned I was Nigerian and had no family in America, they were like, oh, baby, there's nothing I would not get. Nothing. I would even get free Chick fil A, babes. Free Chick fil A. Do you know? I don't know. You know I was living in luxury. We had Chick fil A on campus. We had Chick fil A on campus. On campus. Living luxury, but that's why I was fat. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! Sorry, let's get back on topic. I child. No, I'm really enjoying this. I'm, I'm really enjoying this episode, but I'm I'm very worried that the major takeaway for listeners is how crazy the Duke breakfast experiences. Bro, you had something so, called. You also had midnight. Okay, there's also yeah. something called midnight breakfast. Uh-uh. Where because this. Bre- where, okay, where they would literally make it no, no, because you know sometimes like people not everything don't need to know is available. This. No, you people do. Don't need to know. You do. No. <laughs> you do. <laughs> you what do. you don't know can't hurt you. And I'm thinking about listeners yeah. in university right now. They don't no. need this information. <laughs> they actually do. You had midnight breakfast, and it happened at midnight, and it was a whole event. People wear like their nighties or whatever. I can't remember, but people. Yeah, it's it's super exciting and you know because and they bring all the food from like from the whole year everything you could ever have for breakfast and you have it at midnight and it's a whole thing it's i would it's rather excellent. i would rather do midnight I, breakfast and go clubbing yes yes it mm. was so much fun like and because also you know normally breakfast like maybe you have an early morning class or you're busy so you're actually not, you're not going to eat everything they have to offer you can like yeah. grab a bagel or something but midnight breakfast obviously you're going to sit down and enjoy yourself and then everyone is there at the same time so you can actually have mm. breakfast with your friends and everything mm. it was 
was a trip. Let me tell you something. If you can, and if you can afford it, send your kids to uni in America. Because y'all who went to university in England did not live life. You we did not live life. life. You guys, we just, it just you wasn't to- good. <laughs> <laughs> You guys just used to go clubbing. Like my friends are like, I'm like, where are you going? I agree to a law in London. Dead. Dead. You've been doing that for five years. Dead. Meanwhile, you I'm think, in London right wait, now. And people are think, still doing it. Dead. You think we're a law for five years? <laughs> no. I think you guys are going to the same you guys are going to basically the same clubs in London on rotation Fair. and listening to the same type of music. I went to I went to a club in London last week. They were playing our fitness. La La Roy Kutu Kutu in May May twenty twenty three happiness. Happiness come out. May twenty twenty three happiness. Everybody coming. First of all, no, no. And meanwhile, on me oh no. On a Friday night at Duke, you know what I could be doing? We will have a live Lion King sing-along drunkathon in the huge theater i have to go get my laptop charger imagine like four three hundred four hundred college kids getting drunk singing along to the lion king together time of my life imagine being in the deep south in america and listening to a bunch of white kids sing hakuna matata that does sound amazing <laughs> That sounds like an experience. I would, I would pay for. <laughs> okay, let's do, let's do the last part. Okay, so now we're going to the guy who killed his babe on his way to AC Milan. <laughs> yeah. Um, what can we say about Bruno? <clears throat> Bruno Fernandez, Dadores de Souza, also known as Bruno Fernandez. First of all, or you should be is Fernandez. You should be able to pronounce De Souza, because there are lots of Brazilian returnees in Nigeria with the last name De Souza. That's why I said De Souza. Okay, let's go. Is he related <laughs> to them? No. What? No. <laughs> He's thirty-eight. Just asking. Bruno was a trophy-winning goalkeeper at the Brazilian club. At the Brazilian club. Flamingo. In 2010, he was charged with the assault, torture, and murder of his extramarital girlfriend and the mother of his youngest child. What can we say about Bruno? In, ter- in 2006, Bruno was signed by investment fund Media Sports Investments, which has been linked to various transactions with Atletico Mineiro. The deal was speculated to have been worth 2 million euros plus 15% on a future deal. He went on to sign that contract, and um, from there on, he went on to Flamingo. He was loaned. Um, he was loaned to Flamingo. Um, he was known as an exceptional goalkeeper at the time. The week he arrived, the team's first, um, the team's main goalkeeper suffered an injury, and then he put um, Bruno in. So imagine you get into a play as an understudy and the week you get into the play the the um main actor gets a a back-breaking injury and you have to take Mm. over some call it luck but i call it bruno 
he made valid. He, he made his debut in a match against International and delivered some uh, impressive performances, cementing his starting position between the posts for the rest of the season. He became a fan favorite for his great showings, especially on penalties, making three saves in the Rio de Janeiro State Championship 2007 finals against Botafogo, helping Flamengo become the champions. Throughout the year, it was speculated that Bruno would depart to Europe, with MSI wishing to cash in on him, and the goalkeeper was linked with Barcelona. For around 3 million euros, Flamengo sealed a permanent deal with Bruno in 2008, with the player stating his desire to be the Rubro Negro for the to be with the Rubro Negro for the foreseeable future. Rubro mm. Negro is a local term for Flamengo. Uh, Bruno scored his first international goal from a free kick, which led the way to a crucial 2-0 victory over Coronel Bolognesi in the Copa Libertadores. So, yeah, a goalkeeper scored a free kick. So he, he was. He was, I was just going to say, isn't he a good goalkeeper? That is so. I was just going to yeah, ask, is yeah. he a goalkeeper? Okay, that's yeah. that's. He scored. He scored his second goal in a penalty kick against Cotiba. He scored his third goal for Flamengo on the fourth of February. So they're letting him take the set against Mesquita. They're letting him take set plays. They're letting yeah. him take set plays. So he's he yeah. he he has it exactly. in him. Question: Did you ever play football? No. I mean, I played like random games for like fitness in high school, but nothing. Um, no, I was never on the team for football. Yeah, you, you didn't give me that vibe. Can you guess, knowing me <laughs> and my personality? <laughs> yeah, of can course. I can see you playing football with boys. So. Yeah, I actually played with the boys' team because the girls weren't taking you seriously enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> But I was on the girls' team also. But can you guess the position I played? That's what I wanted to ask. Um, oof, that's tough, man. Midfielder. Mid D, defense, mid, mid defender, okay. mid defender. Nice. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, way too small to be a keeper. Um, I'm not fast wear, enough to be glasses. a striker. You wear. I was going to say you wear glasses. You can't see well enough to be a striker. <laughs> <laughs> that's rude um, but accurate yeah, yeah, but sorry. rude still yeah. no. I'll have you know I'm trying contact lenses right now it's not going well but I'm going to keep trying oh. Good luck. okay so let's Good go back to that. this story he's making a name for himself um, he's yeah he even, he even became captain in st- he became captain in 2009 um after the retirement of Fabio Luciano, who had been the captain at the time and also sounds like a New York mobster from the 1920s. Um, on the 12th of July, 2009, Bruno completed against Sao Paulo his 100th match for Flamengo in the Brazilian mm. Serie A and Serie A and, became, and the game finished in a 2-2 draw. He basically built a very, very, very interesting career for himself. He moved to mm. Boa Esporte, Poco Stecada, mm. Rio Branco, Atletico Carlota, um, and you know, all through this, he's getting better and better and richer and richer. I'm so happy you're doing an episode like this because now you people know that it's not only me that struggles. <laughs> this 
mispronunciations of these stories that yeah. we choose. Portuguese are cra- Portu- Portuguese names are crazy. Portuguese is think, crazy because yeah, it's like supposed. To, yeah, yeah, it's a crazy you language. You think you're trying to? You think you're yeah. reading Spanish and then you realize you're not. <laughs> yeah, and then where do you go from there? So tell me, how does he mod uh, his babe? On the 9th of June 2010, um, his former mistress, Eliza Samudio, disappeared. While pregnant, she had claimed that Bruno was her child's father, which she could prove mm. after her son was born. When he refused to support the child, Samudio had sued Bruno during a time when a lucrative transfer to AC Milan was being negotiated. After mm. Samudio's disappearance, her child turned up with Bruno's wife. Say what? Can I just take some time to say that again during his mistress's his ex-mistress's disappearance her child turned up with his current wife in july 2010 a brazilian judge ordered bruno's for ordered bruno's arrest a 17 year old cousin of um of bruno told the police that he had taken part in samudio's abduction with his friend he also stated that Samudio was dead, but did not say how she died, nor where her body was, and that Bruno was the father of her baby, despite him being married. Flamengo suspended his contract with the club, and their lawyers eventually did not represent him in court anymore. According to his accomplice, Romero, Bruno tried to commit suicide twice while in prison waiting for his trial to begin, but the Secretariat of Rio de Janeiro denied that Bruno had done so. It did report that he fainted once. It did report that he fainted once due to blood, to due to low um, blood sugar. In late July, he was formally charged with murder, kidnapping, hiding a body, forming a criminal gang, and corrupting minors, which I respect. Yeah, he, he did that. Bro, I was just. Do you know that I've been silent According this to, whole time because I'm like, yeah. he got his seventeen, his seventeen-year-old cousin. Like, you don't know no road, man. To do it. You don't yeah. have no friends. You got yeah. your seven... Yeah. That is... That mm-hmm. is... As in, beyond, so like, wild. that you're murdering your baby mama, you're getting your 17-year-old cousin involved? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he must have dumb as hell. Wait, wait. It gets so much worse. Can I just... I just need to... I just need to tell you what happened. Okay. According to police, Bruno's teenage cousin stated that Samudio's body was cut up and some parts were fed to and some parts were fed to dogs, while other parts were buried under concrete. Bruno confessed to organizing the plot. The case had le- the, yeah, yeah, the case has led to debate in Brazil concerning misbehavior by professional athletes and growing crime against women. On on the 8th of March 2013, he was sentenced to a 23-year jail term. For the assault, torture, and murder of his former girlfriend and the mother of his youngest child. There's more. You want some I, more? Because I, I, there's more. So, so this is this is a married man with a girlfriend yeah. who is also his baby mama, who is then pregnant with another baby for him. Yes. Okay. Continue. Yes. Let's hear the more. On February 2017, after Bruno had served just six years and seven months in prison, his lawyers filed the petition of habeas corpus. 
Now, for those who are not lawyers and do not know what habeas corpus, it is a recourse in law through which you can report an unlawful detention or imprisonment. So they filed this petition because of the slow processing of the appeal request. The petition was granted by the minister of the STF, Marcos Aurelio Melo. That does sounds more Roman than anything. What are Portuguese names? Anyway, um, this is the Supreme Court. They grant this um, petition, and Bruno is released from jail pending. There is a habeas corpus. After his release, mm -hmm. Bruno, yeah. After um, his release, Bruno immediately received a number of contract offers, and he accepted one from Bao Esporte Cube. This guy got out of jail after six years, after killing his wife. After killing his baby mama and his ex-mistress. And feeding her, her to, dogs. Feeding to dogs. And, and putting the rest in concrete. And the moment he got out, he was getting offers from clubs. I'm not surprised. Do you understand that? Yes, I, is he's a man gets who hurt a woman. I'm not surprised. Yeah. But to hurt on that level and to get... Offers from clubs is just genuinely mind-boggling. It's just it's, like, it, like I mean, I can't think of any. Like, what? There's a guy who was supposed to go to the NFL and shot his baby mama, but the baby survived. And I'm pretty sure, like, I think he was still playing for a while there. Like, I'm not surprised. Like, people hate women. Yeah. Time and time Honestly. again, and people protect Honestly. men. Um. Um, yeah, um, so some of you ex-mistress, the one he killed, um, yeah. her, her mother filed a suit demanding Bruno's return to prison because he posed a threat to her grandson, but it was unsuccessful. In the media interview, mm. Bruno said, Bruno said, and I quote, what happened happened. I made a mistake, a serious one, but mistakes happen in life. I'm not a bad guy. People try to bury my dreams because of one mistake, but I ask God for forgiveness, so I'm carrying on with my career, dude. End quote. I don't want to say anything because I will not be able to take back what I have to say. Yeah. But uh, fuck in that dirty, stinking little <laughs> bitch ass nigga. Fuck him. Fuck his family. Fuck his dreams. Fuck his life. Are you kidding me? I made a mistake. Yeah. He um, killed somebody. April 2017. And he traumatized a 17-year-old child in the process. And he traumatized his own child in the process. His children, I imagine. His ex-wife, I hope. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a mess. Um, in April 2017, the Brazil Supreme Court ordered his rearrest because the defense legal team themselves were partly to blame for the delays in his appeal. And Bruno was imprisoned again. Thank the Lord Jesus. Is he back in prison now? In July twenty, in July twenty nineteen, Bruno was released from prison to serve in a semi-open program for the rest of his sentence, where he could work or train in the day while being under house arrest at night. The program was intended to have him return to jail each night, but Virgin, Virginia, I won't lie to you, this. Prison's name is very suspiciously <laughs> spelt. It is V A R G I N H A. I'm going to call you Vagina. 
Virginia's prisons inadequate facilities to accommodate the coming and going of the detainees led to Bruno's to led to Bruno enjoying house arrest instead. So yeah, he's just under house arrest right now. He's chilling. Yeah. Does he have custody of the child whose mother he killed? Of course not. He's a felon. He can't have custody of anything except a bracelet, a, a, an anklet monitor. No, felons can get custody of their children. I don't know. Not, what, not while they're serving. Their children. No, not while they're serving. But yeah, he's still on. Yeah. He's still serving house arrest. Okay. Man, like, how do you do that so, to yeah, your child, the... even? <laughs> and how can the entire system just be trying to figure things out for you? To make it, you know, just to make sure you're as comfortable as possible. It's insane. It is insane. I think, like, for anyway. me... Anyway. Like, yeah. Those are anyway, my that's today's episode. episode. Um, Those are your facts. That's today's episode. Did you play any sports as um, a kid? You seem like the video game kind oh yeah, of I guy. I was, but I also played rugby in A levels all through. I was only partial scholarship okay, in Brooklyn, so okay. it was nice. For rugby. For rugby, save my parents some money. That is really impressive, actually. I just played video games for the first time last yeah. week, and. I like want to keep playing, but I realize I'm a 30 year old woman, so maybe not. Um, <laughs> but at the time the, of my video life. games are amazing. They're, they're therapy. You enjoy yourself. It helps you breathe, de stress. Narrative wise, so much fun. As well. I was like, what this is how y'all been living? Crash Bandicoot. Fair enough. It's a good start. It's a good start. It's a good start. It was so much fun. We say a bit dated. Well, I wouldn't know these things. I had I enjoyed myself mm. thoroughly, thoroughly. It's sure. like instant gratification, sure. endorphins type of whole shebang. <laughs> it was fun. If you guys played football as kids, actually, first I want to know our listeners: Are you surprised I was a defender? <laughs> I, played in, I played. I played all the way into uni. I stopped. I stopped right when I got to uni. I played for Seven Oaks too. Um, <clears throat> one, are you, are you surprised I was a defender or I was a rough kid? And two, what did you guys play if you played sports growing up? I want to know what people played. Like, I'd like to know. Like, I'd like to like add people's personalities to their mm. position on the pitch. I want to see if there's more um, relations there. Anyways, everyone have a lovely, lovely week. Um, Tim Tara. Take care of yourself, people. Remember, mm. don't be Bruno. Don't be anyone in be this whole episode. Don't be anyone in Except this Except the guy who was killed. Yeah, I mean, there were two guys who were killed, but what I'm saying is don't gamble. Try not to gamble, you guys. Don't gamble. Um, don't fight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't be envious of how much food be, I eat in my first year of university. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, that, that disqualifies me. And 
if you're if you're feeling low today, just go and watch Lion King. You'll feel better. Have I'll a play, lovely I'll, week. I'll play Crash Bandicoot. Have a lovely week, guys. Bye. Bye.